Revelation chapter 21, verses 9 through 27. Then came one of the seven angels who had seven bowls full of the seven last plagues and spoke to me, saying, I will show you the bride, the wife of the Lamb. And he carried me away in the spirit to a great high mountain and showed me the holy city of Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God, having the glory of God, its radiance like a most rare jewel, like a jasper, clear as crystal. It had a great high wall with twelve gates, and at the gates twelve angels, and on the gates the names of the twelve tribes of the sons of Israel were inscribed. On the east three gates, on the north three gates, on the south three gates, and on the west three gates. And the wall of the city had twelve foundations, and on them were the names, twelve names of the twelve apostles of the Lamb. And the one who spoke with me had a measuring rod of gold to measure the city and its gates and walls. The city lies four square, its length the same as its width. And he measured the city with his rod, 12,000 stadia. Its length and width and height are equal. He also measured its wall, 144 cubits by human measurement, which is also an angel's measurement. The wall was built of jasper, while the city was pure gold, like clear glass. The foundations of the wall of the city were adorned with every kind of jewel. The first was jasper, the second sapphire, the third agate, the fourth emerald, the fifth onyx, the sixth carnelian, the seventh chrysolite, the eighth beryl, the ninth topaz, and the tenth chrysoprase, the eleventh jacinth, and the twelfth amethyst. And the twelve gates were twelve pearls. Each of the gates made of a single pearl in the street of the city was pure gold, like transparent glass. And I saw no temple in the city, for its temple is the Lord God, the Almighty, and the Lamb. And the city has no need of sun or moon to shine on it, for the glory of God gives it light, and its lamp is the Lamb. By its light will the nations walk, and the kings of the earth will bring their glory into it. And the gates will never be shut by day, and there will be no night there. They will bring it into the glory and honor of the nations." But nothing unclean will ever enter it, nor anyone who does what is detestable or false, but only those who are written in the Lamb's book of life. May God bless this reading and our perceiving and application of his holy word to our hearts and lives, our minds, our thoughts, and our actions, all to the glory of God in Christ's name. Amen. So this is a continuing broad overview of the book of Revelation, a book written by the Apostle John from the island of Patmos. He was exiled there. Jesus appeared to him and gave him this vision of things that were, things that are, and things that are to come. All the things we're discussing now are things that are to come. We will finish, Lord willing, chapter 21 today, and there's only one more chapter, so we're a lot closer to the end than the beginning. Our goal on this trip through Revelation is to get a broad overview, as well as some detail, of what God would have us to see here, because it's the the one book in the Bible that says, blessed are those who 
speak it and blessed are those who receive it. And he told us not to add to or take from anything of this book. As I said a moment ago, these events that we're looking at are are future to us. They haven't occurred yet. Of course, God is not bound by time or space. So all of these events are present to him. But we're looking we're looking into the future, but the future could be right away. But the events we're looking at today would follow the rapture and the seven year tribulation and the thousand year reign, millennial reign of Christ. So these events are quite a quite a ways into the future. So the rapture, the the removal of the church, the body of Christ from earth to meet Christ in the air, that as I understand scripture, and there are people who have different thoughts about this, and I I respect their thoughts, and I certainly don't claim to have all the answers or even know all the questions, but as I understand scripture, and you should always check scripture yourselves, we're each charged with that responsibility, the rapture, the catching up the church to meet Christ in the air will occur before the tribulation, immediately before it, meaning hours or days, and then the tribulation, a seven-year period of trial and tribulation on the earth, and the church is gone, and the only people there to, to minister on behalf of Christ are the 144,000 Jews who are sealed uh, with the mark of God. And during that time, there will be the first half where there is tribulation and the second half where there's just really, really tremendous tribulation. The second half will be when the Antichrist really shows his his true colors, and he along with the false prophet and Satan himself, who is their boss, so to speak, will uh, attack the world and try to control the world, and then there will be uh, the great and terrible day of the Lord, which will be the battle of Armageddon, and Jesus will win that war in just an instant from, from the power that he sends forth from the sword of his mouth. Then there will be a new heaven and a new earth, as we discussed in our last message. And now today we're looking at the new Jerusalem. So the angel is speaking to John, revealing to John. All this John is seeing in his spirit, things that are to come. He said, I will show you the bride, the wife of the lamb. Of course, that's the body of Christ. That is all Christians. And he said he carried me away in the spirit to a great high mountain, and he showed me the holy city, Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God. So the the city is representative. It means a real city, but he's referring to it as, as the body of Christ, the bride of Christ, where the bride, the body, all Christians, and Jesus himself will reside. And it's also important to note that this is not something new. This is a city that exists in heaven that is being brought down from heaven from God. Uh, it, It says that it has the glory of God as its radiance. John then describes the city, and he references the gold and the various jewels, 
and the pearl gates, thus the many discussions we've heard of the pearly gates. And I, I don't know, my sense is that this language is an allegory. This language is an effort to describe uh, for a human's eyes and ears the, the thought of the very best that, that there could be and that what it actually is, whether it's these specific elements or something so wonderful that it would be akin or like those in our minds, I don't know. My sense is that, that it's not uh, literally made of gold, but it, it may be. That's what it says, isn't it? Amen. Uh, and, and it's also interesting to note that there's still a distinction between Jerusalem and the the church because you see that it says it had a great high wall with 12 gates and on the name of the on the gates the name of the 12 tribes of the son of Israel were inscribed indicating the Jewish nation and then the wall of the city had 12 foundations and on those were the names of the 12 apostles of the lamb indicating the body of Christ It says, and the one who spoke with me then started to measure, and he described the city as being four square, that its uh, its sides are of equal length, and that its height, so it's the same length, long and wide and high, and he says 12,000 stadia. That's about 1,400 miles. Imagine a city, the east the southeast corner of the city, for reference sake, is New Orleans, Louisiana. The, the northeast corner is the Canadian border. The, the northwest corner is the state of Washington. The southwest corner is uh, the, just into Mexico, and then the south line would go eastward from Mexico back to New Orleans. That's the size of the city. That is a huge city by any any imagination. And it's not only that wide and that long, but it's also that high. Now, some people believe that it'll be a, pyram- a pyramid shape. I, I don't sense that, but maybe so. And then the part that really jumps out at me is, is the last few verses. He said, there wasn't any temple there because the Lord... Is, is the temple. The Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are the temple. You worship in them. You worship them. You worship before them. And there's no sun or moon to shine on it because the glory of God is its light and its lamp is the Lamb. Imagine, you remember how Moses looked when he came down off the mountain from meeting with God and receiving the 12 commandments and how his face glowed so much that he he actually had to put a covering over his face. That was because of the radiance, the light that that God is. And so God himself will be our light. One of the attributes of God is that God is light. Uh, It says, They will bring into it glory and the honor of the nations, but nothing unclean will ever enter it, only those things written in the Lamb's book of life. So this is the this is the picture of the New Jerusalem, where if you're a born again Christian, you will live uh, forever 
in the presence of God, and he will be your light, and he will be all that we need. He will be our temple, and we will worship him there and live lives that will be wonderful. I don't know exactly what we'll be doing, but I know that it will be. He says there there will be no more tears. There will be no more illness that it this is going to be wonderful to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord and there's no greater thing so we look forward to that god bless you